Welcome here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora's very special, exclusive bi-monthly segment with Christy Salters-Martin, International Boxing Hall of Famer, here with us for Christy's Corner. In this edition of Christy's Corner, we will be featuring Christy Salters-Martin, as well as Kimon Evans, boxer that we're going to see at the International Boxing Hall of Fame weekend this Friday, June 9th at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, fighting at Turning Stone Casino. So very excited for that. We have his boxing coach with us as well, Pete White, and boxing photographer Pat Orr, who is also the owner of our exclusive partner for Christie's Corner segment here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, and that being PB&J's Lunchbox, which you can find on 663 Old Liverpool Road in Liverpool, New York, by the highway, the thruway, Destiny USA, and Onondaga Lake Parkway, centrally located and available for you for breakfast, lunch, and dinner throughout the week. Come and see them Monday through Saturday. And of course, you can order from Grubhub as well as DoorDash and other outlets there as far as dining apps go to have it brought to your doorstep as well. And that being PB&J's Lunchbox, incredible flavors and fantastic menu. We jump into the conversation here in Christie's Corner with Pat Orr speaking on this opportunity for Kimon Evans. Kimon is, is like incredible at this because, you know, the world will be watching and it'll be the boxing world. Um, they're very dedicated. They they follow. They, they support. Um, so I think that this could be a huge step for Kimon and I'm really proud of him to, to be out there, you know, He's going to represent. So it's a lot of pressure, but I, th- I think he can do it. And, uh, you know, um, I think he's he's shown the hard work and, and the dedication. And, you know, I think I posted on one of his Facebook pages that once you got the belt, everybody's after you. Everybody brings their A game. You know, you can't, you can't let down because you don't want that one punch to slip in. You want to be the one to make that punch. Yeah, absolutely. And and Christy, I mean, for you, like you said, this is a big moment for your company as well. And just what you can say about the excitement you have around all of this and, and just everything that goes on in the background to prepare for something like this fight. Well, there's a lot that goes behind the scenes, which Pete White is in the gym with, with Kimon every day, pushing him, making sure he's doing his running, making sure he's on weight, all those things that coaches have to do. Um, so it's a, it, boxing may be an individual sport, but it's definitely a team effort to get someone to the top. And, and that's where we're going. This this fight on Friday night, Kimon is fighting Clay Waterman. That's like that's like an entry kind of level to the big time. The next fight is is just a little bit of a step up. So what Kimon wants is the winner of the fight that's going to happen right after his. And then after he beats that person, we're going to go for the guys in the main event. So this is just nothing but the first step of a long ride we're about ready to take. And um, I'm excited to be on it with Kimon. I, you know, like I said earlier, the fact that he's ready and Pete has him ready all the time, it wasn't, are you guys going to be able to take this fight? Kimon is one of those guys that's always like, Christy, when are you going to get me this fight? Yeah. And so I hope he's happy yeah. with, with what I've been able to put together for him. We had a lot of great help with Eric Botcher, um, Steve Clemente, a lot of help to get this opportunity to really come come to the forefront. So I'm excited. Um, Pete, how are things going down there in Florida? Everything's good right now, knock on wood. We're doing good. We take off tomorrow. We head up there tomorrow evening. So uh, we're pretty close to waiting right now. Good to go. So we just thank you. You know, I love you. I've been with you for a long time. You've been friends for a long time. So, you know, I couldn't be happier to be teammates and uh, partners with anybody better than I am with you guys. So it's a a great thing. And, you know, our, our boy will shine from this. Yeah, you know what I mean. This is this is nice to have the behind behind the scenes and preparation of it to hear from so many people involved in this fight and in this opportunity for Kimon. When you are kind of teaming up, it's 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 who you choose, right? You got to choose the right fighter, choose the right coach, have the right promoters behind it. Christy, bring me into you know why Kimon to you is is someone that you want to work with, want to promote, want to see successful, and why Pete is the right person to be a coach here in, in this scenario, in this case, and, and in this fight? Because when you put a team together, obviously you have to be very choosy about it. So why Pete and why Kimon? Well, I'm going to be very straight up honest. My The, the first rung of this is Pete White. My, my um, trust goes to Pete. Yeah. And then Pete talks to me about Kimon. 
and then I watched Kimon and I listened to him talk and I listened to this fact that I love about him. He doesn't give a crap who you put in front of him. He's going to go through it. And that's the kind of fighter that I want. And I, I know that's also the kind of fighter that Pete likes. So we're all in this, we're all in the same field. We're all, you know, we just want to get to that title and put that big green belt around our waist, around Kimon's waist. And, and we, we have the same goal. And, and I know we all have the same work ethic. We're not batting, backing down from anybody, from any challenge. We want all challenges. You know, the bigger they are, the better we're going to be. So I'm, I'm excited. This is a great team, and, and I absolutely have nothing but love and respect for Pete and Kimon and Izzy down there, Pops. It's a great team. Kimon has a great group of people around him on a day-to-day basis. Hey, and Kimon, for you, I mean, you hear Christy and, and Pete talk about this. I mean, when when you fell in love, can you go back to the moment that you fell in love with boxing and when you really thought to yourself, this is what I want to do, this is a passion of mine that I want to make a reality of? Can you bring us back to that moment? Um, to be honest, it wasn't a love and joy. It was basically like, I just fell in love with it because of my dad. Like, I was telling everybody, boxing was a mistake. It was just another way out and for me to change my life. If it wasn't for my dad keeping me on pace and everything, I don't think Boston would have been too. I don't think Boston would have been like where I'm at right now. And I have owed it to my dad, them, got him all keeping me in line and being there for me when I was going through my whole, my whole up and down. And I was keeping me in line and being there. Yes. I didn't fall in love with the uh, boxing. I fell in love with, fell in love with it because of my dad. I'm just starting. I, I wouldn't say just started. I'm just like two, three years ago. I'm just starting to like fall in love of the action of the sport. So, like you and said, you you give it to your dad for for giving helping that you know be something for you. What do you want to say to your father? Uh, I just want to. I just want to let them know. I, I tell them both every day. And I'm grateful for both of them being in my life. They was the only father figure in my life for the past 17 years. But going on 17 years, and if it wasn't for them, I don't know where I'd be. Like my whole career was down and out. Like I didn't think I would be here. But I knew once everything got over, and once I got over the bumps, I knew I would get somewhere. And I just saw, uh, they know I'm grateful for them and they know I love them to death. I do anything for them. I don't never question them. Even when I do question, we sit down or we, uh, we talk about it. And like, I, like Chrissy said, I have a great team and it's just not a team. It's basically a family. Like once you family to me, that's, that's, that's what I'm, that's all I'm all about family and I never question that. And Chrissy has shown me that for the past two years so she had um came well i want to say came on board well for me um uh, on board with me and uh interacting with me her her wife we have a good bond uh, relationship outside of my dad and we talk we text we we everything so like i said like the chemistry and the bond and everything is all there and uh, like i said i'm grateful and i'm just thankful and, and kimon you know we talk about the fact that the boxing world is going to be watching you and you're going to have so many eyes on you, fans, people that love this game, people that people that are out there playing this sport, loving this sport, enjoying this, and have spent so many years just falling in love with boxing. What are they prepared to see when they see you? When somebody says, okay, Kimon Evans is coming up, how would you describe what they're going to see? They're just going to see a tall, lengthy dude that throws 90 jabs per round, very slick, very crappy, and very high. IQ and he's gonna see a lot of things that uh, I'm just gonna see a lot of things that I'm gonna bring to the table and that uh, I'm ready for and I uh, can adapt. I'm gonna see everything. Okay, look, let me say this about Kimon. Yeah. <clears throat> he is an athlete. He's an athlete first, and that's what we sometimes don't see in boxers. We we don't see like just straight up good athletes. This man. His body just says, I'm an athlete, but he plays basketball all the time. I don't know that you did this, Kimon, but you look like you ran track. You you know, he's he's just an athlete. Whatever, I can imagine that whatever sport he decided to play or be involved with, he would be successful at. So boxing just fits in. It is, And as he said, it's his way, a way out. And, and this is what I'm actually in, in Wake for, at Wake Forest with um, talking about a brain study and, and this and that with for boxing. 
and and this is what boxing is a way out for so many people and um and this is Kimon's time and and that's what i told him i said look i had my night the night that don king put me in with Deirdre gogarty this is his this is his night that he's getting the opportunity for his gogarty fight and and to make the the boxing world and the outside world all the biggest thing is when you can get fans that are not boxing fans on your side and this is his opportunity to do that and pete you know we we talked about you know some preparation and, and whatnot but what can you say about you know kimon as a fighter kimon as a human being as he gets ready for this like you just heard christy say you know this is his moment don king gave her a moment this is a moment for Kimon to really put himself out there with that spotlight on him. What can you say about him as a human being and as a boxer and, and what it is about him that's special as we get ready to watch him fight? When, when he's referring to you pr- prior to this about how his dad and all that stuff, Kimon's been with me since he was a little kid. I mean, that's like unheard of. There are people, there's the loyalty in boxing is just not there. And he's been with me since he, I think it's 15, 16 years, somewhere around there. So me and uh, our other other gentleman will be coming up with me, Elmo Sutherland. That's like my pop, and that's his pop. That's what he's referring to as our, his dad, because we, we, we've been there for him just as much as he's been there for us. So uh, that loyalty and dedication from the, his second amateur fight all the way up until now, uh, everything that we've all been through and stuff together and apart, uh, you know, that stuff kind of bonds together. So I see things before he sees them. I tell him things. I'll be talking to him while he's in the ring sparring. I'll be like, hey, hurry up so we can go get a cheeseburger or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> stuff, stuff like that. we just on that level, you know. So um, this kid's overcome more than most people would even dream of uh, in life in the ring, outside the ring, with family, with, you know, everything. Uh, and so his, his nerves are, are there's, there's like no nerves. He doesn't get nervous before fights. He doesn't, he's the calm before the storm. You know, he walks in there and he's just ready. That's, this is where he belongs. Yeah, you know, and I've had plenty of fighters in my time, man, and, but he, he just makes it effortless. <laughs> And Pete, uh, you know, when, when we're hearing, like you said, Kimon describe his father and he's talking about you, what yeah, is, what is that? He's my son. What does that mean to you? Because they're, I mean, you're, you're, you're a coach, right? And he's a boxer and there's bonds that are formed. And I know all about not being biological or blood relatives, but this is my brother. This is my sister. This is my, yeah. you know, my other dad, and my family. I have that in my life. When you hear Kimon say, my dad, my dad, not my boxing coach, not Pete, my father, just what that means to you. You know, he, it's, in reality, he went to school with my actual children. <laughs> they all, they kind of all were, came up together in high school and stuff together. But Kimon's just been with me for so long. I mean, he is my son. There, there's just no other way to describe it. He is my son. You know, and we'll ride or die right to the end. That's just the way it goes. Christy, final notes here before we let uh, Pete and Kimon go and, and continue to prepare for the fight coming up. Any any final things you would like to speak with Kimon or Pete about? I'm going to just say, Lisa told me to say to Kimon, she's not going to be there until late Thursday night, but she said, keep your hands up, chin down, and keep punching. That's what she said. No, I'm going to say <laughs> from me, I'm about to release my junkyard dog on the world. We're going to make a statement. And uh, I'm excited. I can't wait. And I'm, I'm, I'm proud that we were able to give him this opportunity and, and he was ready for it. So I, I can't wait. And anybody out there that you can't be on the scene, be on the screen watching on Showtime. <laughs> and, and Pat, any, any note here for Pete or Kimon before we let them go? Uh, Kimon, this is an opportunity that you're going to cherish the rest of your life. Um, not many people get to fight on the – boxing hall of fame card and afterwards i i'm hoping that this is like the best day of your life friday night yeah and and i would say to pete thank you for you know what you're doing i look forward to meeting you in person but thank you for what you've done to to give you know not just a a coach to kimon but a family member and a father figure and kimon for you I can I can feel some of that energy through the phone, so I'm excited to see that energy out there for real. And hey, you know that that you are not 
The moment is not bigger than you. You're bigger than the moment. So remember that. Do what you need to do. Focus up. And I can't wait to see you get out there and and uh, make some memories and make some history. So I thank you, Pete, and I thank you, Kimon, and and I know you guys will be ready, and I'm excited for this. And, and Kimon, thank you for helping us to have an opportunity to tell your story. Uh, thank you, man. I appreciate it. See you guys tomorrow thank night. Thank you, guys. All right, take care. Bye. 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 All right, I love you all. Take care. Take care. So okay. that, that coming that coming from Pete White here, a boxing coach and father figure, to uh, Kimon Evans and Kimon Evans uh, here with us as well, the boxer that you're going to see coming up here very, very soon. So a lot of great stuff and, and a lot of great opportunity here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora inside of Christie's Corner to be able to speak with you on YouTube.com and Facebook.com backslash Wake Up Call DT where you can see us and hear us. And on wakeupcalldt.podbean.com, our live internet streaming radio. So with that being said, we have Pat continuing on the line here and Christy as well. That was fun. I mean, and, th- and listen, we've had a lot of guests on here, uh, thanks to, you know, Christy and her awesome networking and the people that she's built relationships with over time. You know, Christy, we've had a lot of different angles of boxing on the show, a lot of different pieces from actors to promoters and 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 kind of all in the like different different ways and people that are involved in the journalism world of boxing as well so we've gotten to see so many different viewpoints but this is the first time we've had a boxer on what does it mean to you to essentially break the seal with Kimon Evans and have him be our first boxer here it was awesome and, and Kimon did a great job I felt like expressing himself and and just I could tell that he's ready um for the opportunity, and you said it, you know, the moment's not bigger than him. It is a big moment. It's the biggest boxing moment that he's had up to this point in his career. But he has to rise up and, and just be ready. And I feel like he's going to be. I can't, I, I am excited about the fight. I cannot wait. Um, you know, Kimon is a long, lanky. He has a Tommy Hearns like right hand. Well, that might be, I got, <laughs> let me take that back because we can't really say anybody has Tommy Hearns right hand. He has a great right hand. Um, so, that jab's just going to set it up. And, and uh, this guy, Clay Waterman, he's one of those guys that he's Mike Tyson-like. He wants to come forward, come forward, keep pressuring. And and I'm hoping, and what I see in my mind is him walking right into a right hand and, and getting dropped. <laughs> <laughs> you know me, because I'm all about the knockout, right? Yeah. All right. <laughs> so we're, we're looking at this right now, and I want to let people know, uh, once again, we have – uh, the unbeaten light heavyweights at Clay Waterman and Kimon Evans, who you just heard from, squaring off in a show box, the new generation eight-round telecast, which will be here with us at Turning Stone Resort and Casino in Verona, New York, during International Boxing Hall of Fame weekend uh, coming up this Friday, June 9th at 9 p.m. Eastern time on Showtime. Uh, Christy, bring me into, I mean, Christy Martin Promotions, putting this all together, show box, Showtime, eight-round bout opportunity here at Turning Stone during International Boxing Hall of Fame weekend. I mean, this is like great on great on great on great on great. There's so many things. You got people coming in for the International Boxing Hall of Fame weekend, coming in for inductions, coming in for the excitement of it all. And at the same time, Turning Stone, you got people there. You have people in our community that are going to be in the area in and of itself. You got people on Showtime and Showbox and all that. So... There's so much that, that, I mean, to me, it's like, how do you, how do you lose in an event like this? Speak, you know, speak on kind of putting this together and the, uh, the road that you took to get here. You know what? It was really, um, Kimon staying busy yeah, and, um, me keeping his name on everybody's, you know, the top of their brain. Cause the thing, first thing happens, you get these calls from all over asking, can you make this fight? Do you have someone at this way? Do you have someone at that way? Well, if I can, you know, as they say, squeaky wheel gets a grease. I just kept talking about Kimon to, to Eric Botcher, to Steve Clemente, to anybody and everybody out there in the boxing world. Um, Gordon Hall at Showtime. I kept talking about Kimon, talk about Kimon. Well, just so happens that something you know we need a light heavyweight well here we go we know that chrissy's talked about kimon so let's see if kimon can really live up to all the hype that she's put on him yeah at the call we were going to be on the undercard no tv one of the tv bouts fell out boom they call me will kimon take the the tv fight i mean you we're not even we don't have to call kimon and ask him <laughs> yeah. say yes <laughs> and um I, I did of course call and, and 
clarify that it was okay with Team Kimon, but um, of course we had to jump on that TV opportunity and to be seen live on Showtime is awesome. So you know, it's a little bit about just being the uh, in everybody's mind and and knowing a few people. As they say, sometimes it's not it's not what you know, but who you know, and and that's kind of how it all came to to play out. Yeah, you know, and, and I mean, Pat, you you were talking with me about this. It's back, you know, in the early '90s of covering, you know, boxing as a photographer. The International Boxing Hall of Fame weekend is huge for you. It's something that you've done for so long. Bring me into this. I mean, you have one of your closest, nearest, and dearest friends in Christy Salters Martin coming into town. You have obviously, you know, Lisa coming into town as well, who you have who you have a strong relationship with. You get to see uh, Kimon fight with you know, as part of Christie's team and have that connection. I know off the air you were talking to Pete White and, you know, kind of reminiscing with him and whatnot. This is not just a weekend for you. This is, it's work, but at the same time, it's all of this networking. It's all these connections. It's going to see people that you know again. So what type of homecoming is it for you whenever you get to do International Boxing Hall of Fame weekend? Um, I, I never thought of it as a homecoming, um, but... It's, uh, like, you have a little anxiety the week of because, oh, my God, it's here. Are you ready? Do you, do you have all your stuff together? Um, you know, is the schedule going to be be workable? Um, you know, all the Hall of Fames used to be on the grounds and in Canastota, and now it's at the Turning Stone. And, um, you know, it's a whole different atmosphere. It's a lot more work because it's a lot bigger, and you're fighting crowds to get to where you have to go there. But I think the overall atmosphere at the at the casino makes it so it's a much bigger event. Yeah. Um, whether everybody will come there because you know there's people that are mad that it's you know it's at the casino and this and that. But you know the the Hall of Fame induction has grown so much, and the venue needs to be bigger to you know to be able to provide what needs to be done for the fans. And it, it's a lot different there, but it's also it, it's also really good there because you get that casino atmosphere. And there's nothing better than going to Vegas for a fight, yeah. big fight, and you're in the big casinos and the place is packed and, you know, there's celebrities and former boxers all over the place. Um, I, I think that the Turning Stone is going to help the Bo- Boxing Hall of Fame get to that point um, as long as people accept it. You know, they got to accept change. You can't get big unless you change. And I'm hoping this is the right direction for the Hall of Fame because they deserve to be big. It's a big event getting that ring. Um, Talking to the fighters that are being inducted, they just can't even explain themselves out of excitement. So, um, you know, as much as I liked it on the grounds, I'm, I'm learning to like it at the Turning Stone because I think that's where it has to go to get to be as big as it it needs to be. Yeah, you know, and and I appreciate that, Pat. And you're right. You know, if if you want to, if you want to be successful in your life, you have to be able to grow, to evolve, to ad lib. And to me, I mean, if I was a fighter, if I was keen on going into this weekend, and I got told I'm going to be at Turning Stone, that's huge. I mean, that's big. That's big lights. I mean, Turning Stone has had so many different events there over time in the sports world, in the in the you know music and entertainment world. If you say we're going to Turning Stone and you're fighting at Turning Stone, to me, that creates, you know, if, if Kimon's walking around, if he's down in Florida and they say, oh, where are you fighting? You say Turning Stone. If people know anything about New York, they know Turning Stone Casino. They know yeah. what that is. They know that venue. And so to me, I think it's great. I mean, if I'm Christy, I mean, Christy, you're, you're here with us on screen. I mean, I would be ecstatic about it. If I'm fighting, I'm ecstatic. If I'm coaching, I'm ecstatic. If I'm Pat and I'm shooting it, I, you know, I'm ecstatic that I get to see it in Turning Stone. These are bright lights in big times. And, and Christy, you know all about the bright lights and huge opportunities. So, you know, when you see Turning Stone, I would imagine that for you, that's an easier promotion of a fight. I think it should be because of the venue that you're at and because of its history. Absolutely. I mean, it's a great opportunity to fight any casino, but especially this weekend, this is a special event at the Turning Stone this time. Um, so I'm excited. You know, I'm a, I'm a little bit, um, 
I'm just old school, and and it what the Hall of Fame event. I mean, absolutely, you guys are right. You have to evolve, and for the Hall of Fame to grow, it's got to come to the Turning Stone. But it was so much fun just being small and being at Graziano's every night and sitting in the back room listening to the fighters like Carmen Basilio and Gene Fulmer and Hagler and Hearns and all those guys telling fight stories. Aaron Pryor, you know, it, it, that's gone a little bit. Um, so hopefully. Yeah. The fighters, these younger fighters can can figure out how to um, to rekindle that, that same excitement and that same fire and start to understand how important it is to not only interact with the fans, but to interact with each other at different, you know, the, the 60s fighters need to talk to the 70s and the, or the 70s should talk to the 60s and the 80s to the 70s and, and like that, like learn about the ones that came before you and appreciate the ones that came before you because if they didn't do what they did, you wouldn't be allowed to do what you're doing. And, and exactly. I, think that is, I think that is really, really important. And and, and going to the turning zone, it kind of gets lost. But I, I, I think that hopefully Ed and everybody will start to do a, a better job about pulling the fighters together. There definitely there's meeting rooms and things that, that they can hang out in and um, kind of find a new place to, to have those conversations. It will be fun. Yeah, you know, I think yeah, – go ahead. You know, the, and Dan, like over the years, like she talks about Graziano's and, you know, the fighters all stayed at the Days Inn in Canastota. And, you yeah. know, after hours, they'd be down in the, you know, the room that they can gather in and, you know, having some late night food and talks and boxing and, and stuff like that. And it, that will that will be really hard to do at the Turning Stone. Um, you know, they're going to have to create that. And that'll be the Turning Stone kind of letting go of some of the reins and you know allowing that to happen for for ed and the fighters i can remember marvin Hagler sitting in the the back room at the days Inn talking to young fighters and they're just sitting there enthralled with every word he's saying and you know marvin goes off to bed and the fighters are sitting there and you know they're just like oh my god did that really just happen you know he was talking to him about training Pat, talking Pat, to him I, hate about life. I just got chills i just got chills from that from what she was just saying because <laughs> it's yeah. so over the top awesome it, i mean it, it was just an incredible thing where you know and it was nothing official nobody else saw it it was just for the fighters and um i think that if the turning stone could create that room for them where they can just go throughout the day and you know other fighters will be in there and they talk, you know, boxing stories, life stories. And, um, you know, the excitement was there for the younger fighters. Sometimes the younger fighters now don't quite get that because they weren't a part of it yeah. and they didn't see it. And, um, it, you know, if, if they could just carry on that tradition a little bit, it'll, it'll help keep building the hall of fame to what it is today. And, you know, like with being at the turning stone, I, I go back to a cold play song if you if you never try, you'll never know just how much you're worth. And you know Ed Brophy's taking a lot of a lot of heat right now, but I, I think he's going in the right direction because it deserves to be as big as it's going to be. Yeah, and I mean I think I mean I've been up to the Boxing Hall of Fame, you know, more on more than one occasion. It I, I feel like it at a certain point we need to expand it. You know what I mean? It's like it's the International yeah. Boxing Hall of Fame, and you you pull up to this building, and it's so tiny, but there's so many great boxers. There's so much great history. There's people getting inducted every year. I mean, I, to me, it, it it needs to it needs a proper it needs a proper upgrade and revitalization because I feel like all the people that are honored there, we could honor them more. We could do more. We could have more interaction. I mean, how, how cool would it be to walk up to Christy Salters Martin and, and have, you know, have something there of yours, right? Have some gloves there, have one of the robes that you wore and then have like a digital thing where they can click on it. And then you could turn, you could talk to them and say, hi, this is Christy Martin. And this is what I, I mean, I, I just, I feel like I love that it's here in our community of upstate New York and I feel spoiled that it's here. And at the same time, I feel like there should be enough donors and people that want to give back where we could really build up the hall of fame and, and make it an even bigger place because I feel like we're going to run out of room. I mean, I feel like we already kind of have run out of room. So. And plus you, you kind of hit it on the head. It's donors. Um, unfortunately the boxing hall of fame 
just can't get that major sponsor, you know, um, like baseball stadiums and football stadiums. They have a major sponsor. This is a freaking international boxing hall of fame. You know, the, the baseball hall of fame, the football hall of fame, you know, basketball, they all get their sponsors and stuff and big money. And, you know, we, the Hall of Fame just can't get that sponsor to put across, you know, the, the, whatever that, what is that out there? <laughs> Where the <laughs> ring is and stuff. I mean, they yeah, just the need to, you know, the they need to help. Blah, 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 something, you know, Takata, Corona, something. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's just something that needs to be there. The, and that's the problem with the boxing world. It's all, Everybody's on it for themselves, unfortunately. And, you know, you'll see weekends where there'll be two big fights, two different areas. Um, and I always say there's only so many boxing fans, yeah. and they have to pick and choose, and they shouldn't. The, you know, big events should happen, and it should be in one place. You know, there shouldn't be other events going on that day. Um, it, it just would help build it and get it back to where it was. Yeah, I mean, it took me because I, I remember, yeah, you know, you see this, this stage. I'm looking at it right now in the studio. You see the stage outside, and on that stage was Sylvester Stallone and, and Mike Tyson when I had gone up there to shoot. And I just remember saying to myself, like, there was a lot of people there, of course, but I just remember thinking to myself, like, this isn't big enough for them. Like, the, I mean, there's there's so many more people that would want to sit and want to come that, that maybe thought like, hey, you know, I, I, I'm not going to, there's nowhere to park. There's nowhere for me to go. There's there's no place. I mean, I, I just, you know, to, to the Christy Martins of the world and the Mike Tysons of the world and so on and so on. I mean, I got to see some incredible fighters get inducted there. And, and now, I, you know, I've, I've become friends with, and, and I'm going to say this on the air, you know, one of my, not one of my favorite fighters, but one of my favorite people because of who Christy is as a human being. I, I, I want it to be bigger for them because you, you deserve it. I mean, for goodness sakes, Christy, I mean, what you did for boxing for women forever. If you're, if you're any, if you're a girl right now, 14 years old and you want to box, they should be completely blown away if Christy Martin comes and speaks to them and shakes their hand. You know, it, there's, there's, there's that, like you talk about the connection of like the boxing world today to the boxing world of, of those that, that are out of the ring now and, and, you know, done boxing. When you look at who was and who, I mean, you would want to meet, that's, that's something you should want to meet and want to connect with. I mean, I got to meet Bob Costas in broadcasting. I got to spend 20, 30 minutes with him. Moments like that, of like, hey, this is a guy who's who's done so many incredible things. I'd love to just pick your brain for a second. You know, the, there should be more moments like that where boxers get to talk and, and connect with each other, as you both spoke about here this morning. And at the same time, you know, I feel like if you get to meet a Christy Martin, she opened the door for every woman who's ever going to box from here on out. And at the same time, you know, if you get to meet Mike Tyson, if you get to meet Sylvester Stallone and everything that he did for the people that weren't in the boxing world to become boxing fans, there's so many different, you know, Oscar De La Hoya, there's, there's so many people that we could interact with and have fun with. And I just, I would love to see more of like, you know, fans getting to meet and talk, but also future boxers and current boxers coming up to be able to walk up to you, Christy, and have a few minutes with you because your words to them at 14, 15, 16 years old could help them get up in a ring when they're 25. Well, I appreciate right. those kind words, Dan, but you know what makes me different from a lot of the, the fighters today? And I think this is male and female. Uh, I recognize and appreciate the ones that came before me. Yeah. Too many of these fighters today, male and female, they just don't take the time to understand the history of the sport and to, to appreciate the ones that were there before them. And I may have told this story before, but I, I had a fighter in the North Carolina and I said to him one day something about Aaron Pryor. And he said, who's Aaron Pryor? And I said, oh my God, I can't believe you don't know Aaron Pryor and he's your weight class. And he said, well, how would I do against him? I said, he would eat you for breakfast, brother. I mean, that just shows that these guys and girls of, of today's day, they don't, they don't appreciate the ones that made it possible. And, and that, that, that's hurtful to me. Like, yeah, they, they don't watch old fights that would, that would show them just watching a, 
a Willie Pep fight or a Carmen Basilio fight or Archie Moore. Um, it, it's a different, it's a different era, but it's still boxing and it's incredible. And they don't even know who those people are, Pat. I mean, it's one thing yeah. to say, to take the time to watch the fight, but, but they don't even know who they are. So they can't even have like a, a peripheral kind of conversation with you about these legendary fighters right. because they have no right. clue who they are. They don't know the wars that they were in. They don't know that Archie Moore fought basically every week during his career. They, they just, yeah. they don't know. Well, and that's, I mean, I had that kind of like, you know, strange moment in, in sports in general when I was sitting with a high school team and we were, we were just discussing stuff. We were doing rapid fire, which we're going to do in a minute here on Christie's corner. And I, and I was asked the question, like, who's the greatest, you know, basketball player of all time. And I said, Michael Jordan. And the kids looked at me and I never, I never thought that I would grow up in a world where this was possible, but they were like, Oh, I can't speak on him. I've never watched him play. I was like, I had a library. You have the internet. You have YouTube. You have videos galore. You've never watched Michael Jordan. You've never looked at a highlight tape of Michael Jordan, two minutes of Michael Jordan. And he said, well, I can't say he's the best player because I've never looked him up. So look him up. I mean, you know, how do I, how do I know Babe Ruth? I wasn't, I wasn't here around Babe Ruth time and Hank Aaron's time and, and this and that. But you know, when you learn about a sport, you're supposed to learn about its history. You're supposed to learn about what started it, where it came from. And, and you know, Christy, like we said, you know, you're credited with being a pioneer of women's boxing. But you said, I remember the people that came before me. I remember the people that helped me to get to where I got to, that opened a door that maybe they didn't know that they opened. It, it, it's I've dealt with it, too. I mean, I created a show at Marywood University. Somebody else took credit for it. And then all these years go by and people are like, oh, I didn't know that you made the show. And it's like, yeah. And then I find out that there's a long list of people that said that they made the show. If you don't if you don't know your history, you're doomed to repeat negative things. Right. And and you're and you're not going to look smart in it if you don't know where you came from because you should know the timeline and the international boxing hall of fame weekend gives us an excuse for four days to get to know the history to know who who was and who is to get to know where they are now and who's coming up it gives us an opportunity to know past present and future all at the same time all in a four-day period if you do it right yeah, and maybe, maybe you know what? Let me say this. I'm gonna, I would almost if they ever heard of Dr. Uh, J. <laughs> that would have really blown them up. What did you say, Pat? You should have asked him if they knew who Dr. J was. Yeah. Oh no, they, 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 they would have. They would think they, that he's a doctor in Syracuse at like Krause. Right. right. <laughs> what was that? Dan, I, said, I think this weekend you should ask. Um, you should ask Kimon and 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 all the fighters that are on the showbox card, the, the televised part, because they're all light heavyweights. Yeah. You should ask, and let's, let's take a poll to see how many of them know who Bob Foster is. Murky Bob Sosa, Foster, exactly. Uh, uh, Matthew Samahamid, uh, 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 Matthew Franklin. I mean, we yeah. let's go, you can go down the list of legendary light heavyweights that I'm going to bet they won't know. And that's yeah. a shame. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. And, and Pat, what you said to me when you said, I bet they wouldn't know Dr. J. I said they would probably tell me that he's a doctor in Syracuse that works at Krause. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's a brain surgeon. Who knows? Yeah. But they wouldn't know that he was the one that did that flying from the from the foul line dunk into the, you know, I mean, they, they just don't know that. They missed it. Yeah. They missed the evol- evolution of basketball. Right. And, you it, know? and the thing is, there's, there is so much history and it's so exciting. And like I said, I, I got to know Christy before I watched the Netflix special deal with the devil. So I got to know you Christy before I saw it. Then I'm sitting there and I'm watching it and I'm learning things that I didn't know. But I told Pat, I said, it's so different to what, I mean, it was great to watch like your fights and an old film, but it's, it's, it's different to watch it after I know you because then watching it, I got so much more emotional because I'm watching my friend talk about things because I'm watching my friend go through pain and because I'm seeing Jim Martin in jail still think, Hey, I didn't do anything wrong. I made her a champion. So, you know, it's, it's, I will say this after watching that show, I'm happy Jim's in jail so that I can't go find him. And, (laughs) and the second part of that 
is no i mean but it's when you watch it there's just there's a different emotion there's a different feel for it like when i was in the same room as michael jordan a couple times down in orlando it was different because i watched him play so when i was in the room with him i was like oh my god when i was shoulder to shoulder with larry bird all i kept thinking about was like my grandfather would love to be here right now this is his guy this is his team he loved all the celtics and, you know, so, I mean, and now that Damon Stoudemire is coaching Georgia Tech's men's basketball team, I've been a Damon Stoudemire fan since I was nine years old, and now I get to interview him all these years later because of my hard work and because God is great. He could have coached I, at any school. He ends up at Georgia Tech. I've been covering Georgia Tech for 10 years. What are the odds that I wanted? I wrote him a letter when I was a little kid, and now, almost 30 years later, I'm going to get to sit down and talk with him and shake his hand. Like that, that to me is insane, but you have to know that history for it to mean something 30 years later. And, you know, I think it's a beautiful thing. And, and Christy, I do want to make a note since I mentioned the Netflix special, you did a great job. And I can honestly tell you that, I mean, I think they did a good job with all of it, but I could, I could feel the pain and, and I can't imagine what, what the heck you felt when you go back and you watch that. But, you know, I tell you this all the time. Nobody can take credit for what's inside of a person, and you're the champion, and that's why it says champ on your on your thing here okay. this morning. Thank you, Dan. Yeah, Thank absolutely. You. So I let's bless me over and over. So let's play rapid fire. Let's do it. Christie's corner here with Christie Salters, Martin, Pat, Orr. we had Kemon Evans, a boxer that you're going to see this weekend at the International Boxing Hall of Fame weekend, and you're going to see him on Showtime as well. Pete White, his father figure as well as his coach who is on the show here this morning and pat or boxing photographer and the owner of our exclusive partner for christie's corner pb and j's lunchbox on 663 old liverpool road in liverpool new york with fantastic food and it is taco freaking tuesday so we're gonna have to talk about what before we get into rapid fire pat what is today because i was thinking about coming over and seeing you so number one are you going to be there and number two what's on the menu uh, be there a little bit and after lunch, but um, today is beef tacos taco salad. Okay. So it's just all the original beef taco stuff in a taco salad. I love taco salad. So excited for that. I think that means I have to come over for lunch. So that is something that uh, I'll, I'll see you for in just a little while here when I get out of the studio here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. Because in my I woke up this morning and I'm like, I'm really hungry. I'm going to save it for PB&Js, but I got to make sure that I know what's on the menu and I got to make sure that I know Pat's going to be there because I know that she likes to sit with me and stare at me and ask me if I like it. So, so, so I'm excited for it. There better be some, is there some shrimp in the building? Can I put some shrimp on there? Is there any shrimp in the building? Maybe. I don't know. All right. Well, I'm not there, so I'll have to look when I get there. We'll have to figure out if there's shrimp in the building. But we're going to play rapid fire here on Christie's Corner, International Boxing Hall of Famer Christie Salters Martin, boxing photographer, and like I said, PB&J's owner, Pat Orr, and myself, Dan Tortora. We're going to do our normal wraparound here. So, Pat, you're going to ask me. I'll ask Christie. Christie, I'll ask you, and then we'll go back. So, what do you got for me, Pat? All right. So, Dan, now that you're getting into the boxing world more and more, Mm -hmm. If, um, I'm going to ask you a question that who was your favorite fighter, say from the sixties to the eighties and who is your favorite fighter now? Oh man. I I feel like when I was growing up, the, there's a person that got me into each sport. And so learning about more now I would really have to break that down. But I feel like in order to answer your question, honestly, Michael Jordan, I would say for basketball, Tiger Woods for golf, when it came to boxing, I say it all the time, but it was Mike Tyson. I mean, Mike Mike Tyson to me, like my first memories of boxing were Mike Tyson. And when I think about boxing on the male side, I think of Mike Tyson. Now, Muhammad Ali... I mean, obviously, he would go into my world as well because, and I know that these are like the big names, but when I got into it, it was it was Mike, and it's kind of always been Mike Tyson to me. And if you ask me what male fighter I would want to see in the ring right now again, it would be Mike Tyson. So I mean, it, it, that's a fight that I would always want to go to. It's kind of like who did I not see in concert that I would have loved to see? Michael Jackson, Prince. 
I mean, it, right. it's it's like that for me. Like, if I had been into boxing earlier in my life, really, really into it, I, f- I would have loved to go see Mike Tyson. And and then see this undercard person of Mike Tyson, Christy Salters Martin, if y'all know her, that'd be cool too. Yeah. So, but I mean, to me, it's like, now when I go back and I watch stuff, I'm like, dang it. You know, like, why, why, did, why wasn't I into it more then than I was now? Because there was so much going on. And I, and, and, and I just, I mean, like I said, like I said earlier, I love going back and watching Christy's film, but I would have loved to see things in real time and, and actually physically be there. And I never went to any of those fights that, you know, if I gone back in time, I would go to. So to answer your question, I would, and knowing Christy, I would love to see Christy and I would love to see Mike Tyson. I'd love to see them the same night. But yeah, I mean, it, it was Mike from the beginning for me because it was just something about him. I honestly felt like he could knock out every single person. I thought there was a threat that he was going to TKO somebody every time. So, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. and, and Christy talks about that knockout, that one hit. And I just want to, you know, I want to come in the ring, knock you the hell out and, and be done. I, I Every time, I mean, there was times with Mike where people were like pay-per-view, so excited, paying all this money for the fight, $100 to have it in the home at the time, or $99, whatever it was, and then it would start, and Mike would get out there, and he knocks somebody out, and it's like yeah. one minute and 13 seconds into the fight, and everybody's like, well, have a good night, take some bean dip with you, so, you know, I, I, so, you, know you, say, you say, like, Mike Tyson, and, like, if I tell you, like, when I was growing up, it was Wide World of Sports. Yeah. And it was George Foreman, Ken Norton, yeah. um, Larry Holmes, yeah. Hagler, Leonard, Hearns, you know, and it was like just unbelievable the amount of fighters that you would see every single week on Wide World of Sports. Well, yeah, and, and, I, and you just, and you mention, you know, <clears throat> you're sitting there and the names that you're mentioning, they, there's certain people that stick out and George Foreman being one of them. So Pat asked me that question. I said, Mike Tyson, I probably, you talked about George Foreman. I probably throw him there too. My question for Christy is okay. Christy, we're going to go to food. If you could, so let me ask you that. Let me preface with this first. Do you cook? Does Lisa cook or do you both cook or do neither of you cook? Basically? I mean, I, I, I cook, but I really do more heating up. Like, I throw stuff in a slow cooker. <laughs> I don't, you know, it's like this. I told Lisa from day one, never come home thinking you're going to get a gourmet meal from me. It just doesn't happen. Um, I'm not creative. I, I'm not confident in my cooking abilities. So, okay. yeah, I, I'm a good slow cooking, you know, throw stuff in a slow cooker. So, let me ask I you. Got, let me I ask. send her more recipes. Yes. So, right. uh, yeah, more, more crockpot recipes. So let me, let me ask you this then coming off that question. If Lisa could make you your dream meal, what would the meal be? Well, actually, Lisa makes some really good lasagna. So I would probably say if she could make her lasagna and, and then I make the coleslaw to go with it. But that's, that's a favorite from way back. My mother, make, my mother makes killer lasagna and um, Lisa, Lisa does as well. So it would be lasagna and coleslaw. All right, I like it. Pretty That's simple, right? I mean, I'm I'm pretty simple. Yeah, you listen, yeah. nothing extravagant. I like it. All right, Christy, what's your question for Pat? All right, Pat. You know, back in the day, we used to um, we always had like the uh, wives of the fighters at the Hall of Fame had a day. Yep. And uh, many times I would go and do wife days with 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 them. Um, Tell us a good Josie Basilio story. And Josie was Carmen's wife and a firecracker, to say the least. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's a firecracker. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a story? So let's see. Josie, we had a lot of stories with Josie. I think the funniest one was when we went to the Buffalo Hall of Fame. And we didn't have any seats, but we took um, Mercedes seats at Josie's table. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was it was kind of funny because Josie goes, well, well, hey, if she's not coming, you can be there by yourself with me, you know. And we got to sit with Josie Basilio there. And whenever you sit with Josie, there's always stories. There's always, there's always oh, look at this one over there. Or do you remember this? She always has Hall of Fame stories. She always had boxing stories. Um 
And with Josie Basile, though, you always laughed. She just always made you happy. And that's yeah, one Josie of them, was, like, in her 80s and 90s and still dropping the F-bomb, like, every other <laughs> oh sentence. She was yeah. just a special lady. I like it. I like. It. I like. It. I can appreciate that. My my grandma had a friend up in up in heaven now, uh, Viola, where my grandmother wouldn't swear, and Viola would like we'd be at Wegmans and on Pond Street, and Viola would be in the back, my grandma would be in the front, and I'm driving. We're parked there because they're doing their scratch offs, and Viola out of nowhere would grab the back of my grandma's seat, and she'd be and she'd be she'd say Marie. Say say the F word. Say it. Just say it once. It'll make you feel better. Just say it. Say it. Say it with me. We can say it together. And I just, you know, she always wanted her to say it. My grandma wouldn't say it. But but uh, my grandmother would flip people off from time to time, though. She did do that. So, I, I, so Pat, back to you for Christy. What do you have? Um, who's harder to travel with, Champ or Lisa? Oh. <laughs> Lisa. <laughs> Lisa. Camp is on time, always. <laughs> and he does he, he doesn't even ask for anything. Yeah. Camp. I well, I knew I knew what she I, I knew what she was gonna say. I just <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. didn't mean to set you up on that, but I kinda did. Yeah, she did. She did. I think Lisa will get a laugh out of it too. <laughs> we love you, Lisa. We love you very much. Love you very much. So yes. We do. And, and it was cool seeing Lisa in the Netflix special, too, just here. Because, like, when you get to, again, when you get to meet people before you see them like that, you know, meeting Lisa, I, I said it I said it afterwards when I when I met her the day that we were talking about the book and Christy and I met for the first time at PB&J's Lunchbox, thanks to Pat. And <clears throat> I just remember thinking to myself, Lisa looks like she could kill someone. I mean, the way, like, she has she has that stare where it's like, I don't want to be on her bad side. And then she comes up and she was talking to me after the show. And I was like, she's like the softest teddy bear if she likes being around you. It's like, she's got this tough exterior and you don't want to mess with her. And at the same time, there was like a sweetness and a kindness and like a playfulness to her after that I was like, wow. It was so cool to see that other side of Lisa as well. So, Lisa, I hope that no matter what Pat and Christy said... I'm on your good side still. (laughs) (laughs) That's always a good side to be on. This is good side. (laughs) What'd you say, Pat? I said it wasn't a bad thing. Traveling's hard to do, you know? So it's like, I know how tough it is with all the traveling they do. And sometimes you think, oh my God, you got to add a dog to that. That's going to be crazy. But, you know, champ's a a champ for a reason. I, I've traveled. I've traveled with a lot of different women that I've dated, and I can say I enjoy traveling by myself. So, definitely by myself, probably more. So, Christy, what's your question for me? So, my question for you is, Dan. You know, they're doing all these celebrity boxing matches. Mm-hmm. If you were going to do a celebrity boxing match against an, like a DJ out there, who would it, who would you pick to be your opponent? Now, it can't be anybody in Syracuse because I knock them all out. So definitely can't be them. Um, so I, I want Pat. I want Pat to hear this because we lost her for a second. So Pat, the question was: If I could go up against a celebrity like another broadcaster and box against them, who would it be? And and I just told I just told Christy it wouldn't be anybody in Syracuse because I'd knock them all out. So so I would so I would say love you all, peace and love always. Just be nice to people. That's all I ask the Syracuse media to do is to learn kindness, gratitude, and giving credit where credit's due, since everybody seems to put their stamp on my work. So I would say that so if that was a boxing match, Christy, if you're asking me that because you're giving me a little hype this morning, get a little warm in the studio. If if, if you got me going up against people that have stole my work, it's TKO. T- you could put them in a line. You could just have them stand in a line in the ring. Right. But if I'm going up against a celebrity, ah, oh, who would I have in the boxing or in the uh, DJ radio world that I'd box against? Hmm. You know what, Doug Gottlieb. Because he disrespects Syracuse something awful. So if I had the chance to knock out Doug Gottlieb, I think my hometown would go nuts. I think we should have International Boxing Hall of Fame weekend, Dan Tortora versus Doug Gottlieb. And I don't even need the money. It's just to do it. <laughs> so. whoa, whoa, whoa. We'll have to work on that, Pat, for next year. 
Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Give me Gottlieb. Give it to me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right, Pat. My question for you. Oh, God. My hands are warm in the studio now. We hit the button. That's oh, you got me. You got me. So I just listen. I just want people to be nice. And, and like I said, give credit where credit's due. The disrespect yeah. of people in the media is something fierce. And it is true. If you're looking for friends in the media, you might find three and three million. So yeah. I would say to you, Pat, hmm. If you had to buy a birthday gift for Christy and a birthday gift for me. What would you buy Christy and what would you buy me to show us both that you listen and you know the things that we like? Oh my God, Dan. Yes. What about? <laughs> Jesus. Yes. <laughs> but wow. it's easy for Dan. You know exactly what Dan wants. I Good don't tuples. know what Dan wants. What Good. do you think he wants? Shrimp tacos. Shrimp tacos. tacos. Yeah, <laughs> go to your stomach, true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could go buffalo chicken wing dip grilled cheese for Christy and tacos for you. Um, we could. But, but you it, know, as, as far as uh, the birthday gifts would be, yeah, I would have to say it would be a long weekend at Key West, relaxing and enjoying long weekend at Key West. The three of us, yep. All right. I've never, I've been to most parts of Florida from the Panhandle, all from Tallahassee, Jacksonville, all the way down to Miami, but I have never been to Key West, so I'm game. I I, I, I know it would be the ultimate relaxation for me. Oh, yeah. To be able to go see the furthest point, take pictures of the sunset, eat some good food, drink some cocktails, and talk about the future of, uh, Christy's corner. Yeah, I, th- I think. I mean, I, I think we need to get that. I think we need to get that done, Christy. You need to find find some dates in your schedule. Let's do it. All about it. All about it. <laughs> we we can do we can do uh, Christy's corner from uh, what is that mile mark, mile marker number one. Yeah, yeah. yeah Christy, exactly. Christy's corner drinking a pina colada out of a coconut. That's what I want. Yeah. So yeah, unfortunately, I wouldn't give you guys presents, but I would just do that. That's a present. That's to me. That's the present. You know what? The, what do they say, Pat? The best. Important too. The, right. The I'm best. Not a monetary person, so. The best presents are memories, isn't that what they say? Yeah, and so you know another Josie Basilio story. I used to go out and have lunch with Josie and Carmen in Rochester, um, and Carmen would do autograph signings with with collectors, and um, so sometimes I would take them out, and you know they would do the the signings with them. Well, Chris, well. Josie would cook us lunch and it was always pasta with meatballs and sausage. And I always told her the sausage, you cook the sausage the best I've ever had. Even my mother, my aunts, everybody Italian. And, uh, so she taught me how to cook Basilio sausage so that it was, uh, cooked right and delicious. So I have to give Josie props for that because she taught me how to cook the right way. Let's clap. I'm going to clap it up for Josie because Josie, whatever you taught Pat, she hasn't made, she hasn't missed yet at PB&J's. There's nothing that I, because I love when someone goes for the first time and they go, what's good on the menu? And I'm like, everything I've eaten. They're like, well, do you like the burger or do you like the chicken or do you like the quesadilla or do you like the tuna or do you like the breakfast? I'm like, I like it all. Just pick something and literally you could throw, throw some, throw a dart at the wall and whatever it lands on, that's what you're eating. So that to me is, is what's good. I know that Pat and I have a good relationship. I will know that I'm in one of Pat's top five people in the world when there's always shrimp tacos for me when they're not on the menu. <laughs> That's how I know I made it in Pat's world is when she's like, is somebody comes in, they go, oh, it's Tuesday. Do you have shrimp tacos? And Pat goes, oh, I'm sorry, maybe next week. And then I walk in and she goes to the kitchen and she has like a styrofoam thing and she goes, here you go, Dan. Have a great day. That's that's what I want. When you when you get it like that. So with that being said, for Christy Salters Martin, for Pat Orr, for Kimon Evans, as well as Pete White, I want to welcome everybody and please implore you to be a part of International Boxing Hall of Fame weekend. It starts on Thursday. It goes through Sunday, Thursday, June eighth, all the way through Sunday, June eleventh. The fight that we were talking about happening on June 9th at nine p.m. Eastern time. If you can't be here at the Turning Stone to watch it on Showtime, and 
I can't wait. So I'm very excited for this. I hope you all will come out, especially those of you in Central and Upstate New York. Pat will be there. Christy will be there. And now that I am home, I have every intent to be there as well. So just got home a couple days ago. So hope to see you all soon. Have a safe flight to you, Christy, to Lisa, and to Champ. And uh, and Pat, I will see you in just a couple hours for my <clears throat> shrimp tacos. So <laughs> I might be there by then. Sounds good. That sounds good. And I look forward to seeing you guys. All right. Take care, Christy. Right. Thank you. Take care. All right. See you, Pat. Take care. That being Christie's Corner once again here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports truly meets that thing called life. We are so, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to bring you Christie's Corner bi-monthly on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora every other Tuesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time with Christy Salters-Martin, International Boxing Hall of Famer, boxing photographer Pat Orr, who's the owner of PB&J's Lunchbox, who is our proud partner with this segment, Christie's Corner, and you can go to PB&J's on 663 Old Liverpool Road in Liverpool, New York, all throughout the week. And of course, you can go to see PB&J's food truck all throughout the community. And Pat does a great job at sharing where they're going to be each week. I shared where they are this week on our Facebook at Wake Up Call DT, so make sure you check that out. And we look forward to speaking with you very soon here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Make sure you're with us live on Facebook.com, YouTube.com, both backslash Wake Up Call DT, and on live internet streaming radio worldwide on WakeUpCallDT.Podbean.com.